This is Harry Murray in Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast today. I'm going to show you a little bit about the trout fishing we can expect. Then I'm going to get into some of the bass tackle since it's getting right too cold for bass fishing. The recent rains that we've had have really raised some of the larger streams and the delayed harvest streams. Uh, what's happened here is those heavier water levels have flushed a lot of the nymphs out of the riffles. Now the trout move down below those riffles and feed on the mayflies, the stoneflies, uh, caddis larvae. They feed very heavily immediately below those riffles. Now what I like to do in fishing those is start in on the side of the stream immediately below that riffle. We'll say the stream's 30, 40 feet, 40 feet wide. I say the stream's 40 feet wide. I'll start right below that riffle, casting a cross stream. My first cast will probably be 20 feet, so my nymph falls right below that riffle. Then as it sinks deep right down on the bottom, I'll strip it back very slowly, maybe 6 inches every 10 seconds or something like that. I want to crawl my nymphs right along that bottom. Then my next cast would be maybe two or three feet longer. My next cast would be two or three feet longer. After I'm reaching out there maybe 30 feet, I'll take a couple steps forward. We're still, still staying right below the riffle now casting across there and swimming it down. Now that same ploy you can use working all the way down. I'll go back over to the side of the stream and gradually work my way down through that stream with those overlapping casts. It's like you know making a bigger cut out of your piece of pie ever cast. You're covering everything out there and these the, my favorite nymphs are the little stonefly Murray stonefly nymph, uh, the Murray black stonefly nymph, the uh, caddis larva is very effective. There are a lot of those in there most of them probably in about a size 12 or 14, but fish them just as deep as you can and as slowly as you can and swim it across there. Now, in some of the areas that are stocked and again, delayed harvest streams, these streams may not be only, we'll say, 20 feet wide. In those streams, if you're wading downstream, you're going to scare a lot of fish. So the best ploy on that is just the basic upstream dead drift nymphing. I use our trout nymph leader for that to help me detect the strike. But that is very effective on the smaller stock streams. Now, for those of you that are going to be taking our trout schools over in the Shenandoah National Park in uh, April and May, we're going to be teaching the Euro-nymphing tactics for the fellows that want to learn it. Now, I know some guys say all I want to do is go out there and fish a Mr. Rapidan, and that's fine. But any of you that are taking our classes uh, and that want to learn the Euro-nymphing, Jeff's going to be helping you on that because Euro-nymphing is definitely worthwhile. You have to learn how to adjust your tackle both both your rod and your leader and your line to the stream you're fishing. So it, it's a wonderful technique, but you just have to know how to adjust your 
technique and everything to what you're doing, the size of your stream. Okay, let's jump down to the bass. People are always asking me what I like in a bass rod. Well, as crazy as it sounds, my favorite bass rod actually belongs to my son. Uh, Jeff's favorite bass rod, which I gave him for Christmas this year, is the Scott-centric 9-foot-7 weight. This is a fantastic rod. Now, what do I, why, why would I say that is probably better than the rod I'm using? All right, first thing, I want to be able to cover all distances from 30 feet on out to my longest cast. I want to be able to tip that thing to the side and throw a powerful sidearm cast under the tree limbs out in front of me to get to the bass that are feeding back in there. So I want to be able to shove that back in there and this this centric rod does all that. Um, I want to be able to mend. I do a lot of mending in order to get my fly to swim across the stream perpendicular to the flow. In order to achieve that, I might make a, a mend out only 10 or 15 feet, but then on the other hand, I may mend out 50 feet. So I want a rod that has enough power to let me make that mend. Also, I fish a lot of sinking headlines. Now, when you're fishing those out in the stream, they're down deep in the water. I'm using one now that sinks probably around, oh, five inches per second. So that gets my streamer down pretty deep. So when I want to pick that up and make the cast, what I do is use a roll cast pickup. One smooth, powerful roll cast pickup pulls that head up gets it up in the air, I make a standard back cast, and out I go, and I'm going again. So I want a rod that would let mend me, let me mend like crazy, pick up that heavy head, make the longest cast I possibly need, and most of all, I want a bass rod that is pleasant to use. I don't want a broom handle that's going to wear me out after three or four hours. I want a rod that's going to be smooth and powerful, but will be pleasant to use all day long if I so desire. We'll help you on all this. And we have these rods here in the fly shop, and you can come in and put a line on them and take them out and cast them and see what you think of them. So that's basically what we've got going on right now. And on these uh, trout streams, if you have any questions about the locations, we have all the maps on those, and I'll be glad to show you all that. Just ring us if you have any questions, and I'll be glad to help you any way I can. This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Thank you very much.